One of the pervasive moods of the current era is of identity. Who is one? What names shall we call one human being? Not call one human being. Identify that human being as part of. Identify that human being as not being part of. Stand with the human being, against the human being. Celebrate them. Support them, dishonor them, discredit them, cancel them. <clears throat> and what does that say about oneself? One of the most exquisite experiences in consciousness is the quality of allowing the flow of the creator. Allowing the quality within God to be revealed in another human being. So that rather than hesitating upon the past moment toward the future moment for power or greed, one is present with the identity and eternity of the creator in that other being and in oneself. Then what begins to occur is the great flow of balance and mystery revealing itself. I've told many stories over the years from Zen masters in the Far East who teach ideas of realization through the mystery being revealed. Someone will act in a unnatural seeming way, but actually very naturally they will destroy all of the moonflowers or morning glories in a garden so that the emperor who's killing people comes in and sees what happened to the garden. Where's the abbot? I'm going to have him beheaded. <clears throat> and the abbot comes walking out and says, first let us have tea. A tray with a little vase with a single morning glory or a morning glory just laying upon the tray with a cup and a small vessel to pour the hot tea for his guest and himself. In certain spiritual traditions, there is a concept of the guest. Someone may enter the field of our attention at any moment and surprise us with the active flow of the creator present, stimulating us to respond to the mystery of that flow or not, stimulating us to allow the identity of that other being in eternity and the identity of ourselves in eternity at that mysterious moment or not yet. And these great stories are stories of a singular movement of consciousness through a particular human being experienced by another human being. Aha, I, I did not expect this. Yet responding open to the great mystery and the revelation which then occurs. So in that story, which I've told so many times, the, the emperor came back and studied with the abbot and stopped killing people. 
we regard stories like this and tend to say that that being is other than myself, both the abbot and the emperor. I would never kill other people until I killed them. I would never threaten other people until I threatened them. I would never cut the morning glories down until I do. I would never be intelligent enough to do that. I would have run away or I would have done something else that I know of from my own history of surviving to this moment. But if we should enter a time, which our whole world is in now, of an invasion into our front door, our backyard, the protection place for our baby, our newborn baby, and witness, what do you mean someone came in and simply killed a person for no reason, except power and greed? I, I don't know what to do. Who are we? Who are all of us? And what do all of us do? What does each of us do? So in every moment, <clears throat> we have one choice, which I like to call the choiceless choice. We can simply allow the flow of the divine and from our soul and heart and life, our incarnation, we can answer yes to the divine. Yes, now, here, always, everywhere. And in the integrity of that alignment, we are able to faithfully be of God and enact movement of life in a certain manner. One of us might pick up our newborn baby and be well enough to walk out of a war zone. Another of us might be wise enough to decline to pick up the weapon and kill the new mother. Another of us might be wise enough to help create rules of the future so that nations begin to follow the flow of grace, the flow of this revealed state of life for all human beings. Why not? Why don't we? And so it's important to practice allowing the flow and then experiencing where one does not allow the flow. There's a concept which became popularly called, over the last half century, spiritual materialism, where one might say, I always allow the flow, unless I don't have a good enough cappuccino. And a person might say, we don't even have clean water here. We might think, well, I'll be right with you as soon as I finish my cappuccino. We've missed the point of the relationship with the creator, the one who caused water to exist, which nourishes the coffee plants, planted and tended and then harvested, and all of the people involved in this, so that when we pick up in any nation of the world a glass of water or cup it with our hands, or are fortunate enough to use chicory beans or coffee beans or tea leaves in a drink or matcha leaves. 
we realize countless hands of that creator are tending the breath of my next moment and yours. What shall we then do? And one legislator in a country sips a cup of coffee or tea or matcha and sends a donation so that a colleague can feed his congregation or school. Those living right within the region around him directly or her. The refugees passing through in anguish. And he or she in that other nation might turn to a soldier and say, Ah, oh, are you able to put your gun down, son? I cannot let you pass into this church, this synagogue, this mask with that weapon. Could you please leave it here at the door? I will meet you there. Right in that field of Rumi beyond all argument. And maybe in that gesture from that bishop, that gesture from myself, there's no more war in the soul of that young man or woman, in my colleague's soul, and in my own. At what point does the seed of the coffee bean or tea leaf in our souls across this globe become a critical mass so that it is revealed to us in the next moment in all of our lives oh we are allowing the flow of this century beyond the crude barbarism of our fear of our being so identified that my tribal jacket was so much more sophisticated than yours. And your cup holding your hot or cool drink was so much more elegant or so much more peasanty than mine that we had to hate one another until we killed one another and broke all the vessels and failed to water the plants so that a whole year's crops failed. For millions of people, what a ridiculous waste of our identities, so caught in their tantrum, rather than so aspiring to allowing the flow. So the obstacle course is present as we descend or occur or are born in our incarnations of heaven through a middle world of translation into life. And every moment, every breath, we have permission to allow that heaven to exist in us, contained openly by the vessel of our incarnation. You have my complete permission to do this everywhere, always. In this is the safety of you as a child of God embodying an eternal identity. Oh, we are here, the Creator and I, 
And you are here, the creator and you. And if a general who's a butcher says, I don't believe in God, I go, well, out of eternity you are here, who was not always a butcher, who is not butchering my soul and my heart, who has no signature in eternity important in all of this violence you are causing as terror across the earth. Ah, the spring flowers are coming. So much more important than who you think you are. Will you help the farmers plant them now, please? Will you please get up and join the flow of what God is revealing through the whole universe? And for those not believing in God, for that which the universe and its great mystery is revealing everywhere, cherry blossoms, wisteria, Tulips, willow leaves, cypress needles arising on the trees above the ponds where the great knots of their roots exist and turtles have come up from their winter hibernation to be. Uh, we are all part of that eternity and our senses are turned to the beauty of who we are in our identities together, the human race. Then what begins to occur is the part of us that has always been of that revealed grace is acting. We are being and doing the ennobled life that is grace-filled. The heart becomes serene and willing. I so much want to know this. I so much want every cell of my body to live this every moment of my life. And the upper realms, the heavenly realms, are absolutely available to us completely, all of the time, everywhere. We simply have to be attenuated to them, allowing them, letting them move through us. Then in our bodies, what happens is the vessel has to be willing to say, yes, I live the ancestor. I live the slave seller of all of humankind. I live the slave. I live the one who owned the slave. I live the one who freed the slave. And now what shall we do, all of us here together, that we make reparations to the Lord, we make reparations to the universe, we make reparations to the Holy of Holies, the Heart of Hearts. Hello, there is the seed of heaven in you and in me. Let the flow of this springtime, this autumn, this winter, this summer be everywhere and always. That identity in eternity which no one can ever take from any of us and so be it. <laughs>